This is R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. Carson Wentz to the Colts. We're going to cover it A to Z. It's a multifaceted story, but the headline, Colts were the second favorite in the AFC South. Now they're the favorite over Tennessee. Colts favored to win their division after the trade. Utah Jazz crush a depleted Clippers team. The Jazz now are 20 and 1 against the spread. 20 winners, one loser. That's the best streak in the NBA the last quarter century. Tonight in the NBA, the Nets without KD at the Lakers without AD. Lakers favored by three. What does that tell us? We'll cover all that and more. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Ooh, that's right. I'm RJ. Big day here. This is what we're built for. Analyzing trades, dollars, perspective wins. <laughs> Live in Las Vegas. Live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. And I got to tell you, this literally is what I like best because most of the time when a game is over, you know what happened. I mean, we can sit there and be one of these shows that, you know, we're fans and we're cheering our team won, but that's not what we do. We can be talking and taking bows if we won money or commiserating if we lost. But I think what we do best, what Vegas does best, is it puts odds on the future. And we're going to tell you what the market has told us. And we know the headline was the Colts have been upgraded. I think that is a mistake. I'll start there. Also, though, what are people missing? And I think it says a lot about the NFL, this trade. And it's kind of a nice conjunction with the golf trade with the Lions, because remember, this was the first and second pick in the 16 draft. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. I'm the pro. He's the Joe in L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got the quarterback carousel spinning in the NFL, we've also got a doubleheader in the NBA on TNT. What is the Vegas lead here on this Thursday? Yeah, we're certainly going to be breaking down the NBA, but I think you can't do anything but start with Carson Wentz. And I'm going to reverse the roles on you here, Jonas. You can do your your professional radio announcer intro, but I want you after that to tell me, if you're a Colts fan, what's your gut instinct from the trade? And the Colts are going to be having a new quarterback for the fourth consecutive year. It is Carson Wentz traded from the Eagles to the Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick that could turn into a first. So now Carson Wentz goes from Philly to Indianapolis. And if you're the Colts, 
you're cautiously optimistic that <laughs> that Carson Wentz can turn back into the guy that he was when Frank Reich was his uh, position coach uh, in Philadelphia. That, every time you use that phrase, it reminds me of The Simpsons when uh, Homer one time got su- sucked into the pits of hell. He literally and Bart jumped in to save his dad, and then they pulled Bart back out and they said. How's your dad feel? And he goes, well, the devil's got him in his arms, blah, blah, blah. He goes, but he's cautiously optimistic. So <laughs> I'm not sure if that's good, but let's dig in a little more because, you know, Jonas is the opposite of hot takes, but what is your, you're right. The possible outcome here could be, hey, this guy is as good as he was in the past. And we'll define what that was exactly because I, and maybe we start there. It's been a long time since he was supposedly the leader to be the MVP, meaning we don't know what would have happened that year. That was his second year. That was 2017. And in the time since, in 18 and 19, Carson Wentz was good. And I think in a way I would make the case he's better than people remember. Because there was a sense even then that he wasn't at that MVP level. So, rookie year in 16, and let's just look at QBR. QBR is a good stat. It's maybe the best single number. It's 1 to 100, 50s average. Pretty simple, right? Carson Wentz, his rookie year, 2016, had a 47. That meant he was slightly below average. Okay, rookie quarterbacks... We don't judge too harshly that first year. 2017, that's the year. That's the mythical year. And his QBR was 78. That is excellent. Excellent. Okay. In 2018, 62. 2019, 62. Now, 62 sounds like 62%. That's better than average, but not great. Let's see where he ranked in the NFL. In 2018, he was number 12 in QBR. In 2019, he was number 11. So the story up till last year was pretty simple. Rocky, but average rookie year. Surged like a rocket, Carson Wentz in his second year, and was number one in QBR. It's amazing. Then he had two more years before last year, in which he was number 12 and number 11. 16 is average, so a little better than average. Last year, Carson Wentz was number 28 kind of guy that you trade and maybe don't even get anything back they actually with that jumbo contract so Jonas when you say Carson Wentz optimistic cautiously he could become back what he was are you still hoping reasonably for what happened all the way back in 2017 or are you hoping for the guy that was number 11 and number 12 in the prior two years I think he's somewhere in the middle. So I don't believe that he's the 2017 guy. I think a lot of things went the right way for him outside of the injury late. But I don't think he's as bad as he was a year ago. So if somewhere in the middle puts him at number 11 and number 12, at least a top 12 to top 15 quarterback in the NFL, if you're Indianapolis, that's where the cautiously optimistic part comes in to where with that defense, the surrounding pieces, you can win a bunch of games with him. And can, maybe you win a Super Bowl? can you win a Super Bowl with that quarterback? You can win him if uh, his backup has to come in and play. That's what you can win. <laughs> but we've seen that. So but... Nick Foles is the next slot <laughs> right. for the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, that is the question. Because if we do look at the 
psychic twin, perhaps, or, or we'll say a spiritual twin, Jared Goff. They went number one and number two that draft in 16. Goff, I think it's fair to say, well, he certainly was better than Wentz last year. Yeah. So, in, in one hand, if you're saying who's more valuable, Goff or Wentz, or both, you know, about the same age, you would say, well, if we go by the last three years or whatever, we'd give it to Wentz, maybe by a smidge, though. Because remember, Goff took him to a Super Bowl not that long ago. Last year, though, Goff is the clear leader. The fact that Goff was traded and their contracts were similar. If anything, Wentz's contract is more. So remember, the Goff deal to the Lions involved a number one pick, as I said, almost like a coffee cake that you give your little eight-year-old to send him to the neighbor's house. You know the neighbors love coffee cake, so they're going to look and say, oh, I've got to watch Johnny again, but they brought cake. Okay, come in, Johnny. That equation is the equation the Rams, they, they gave him a number one pick to carry in and get taken in by the Lions. That wasn't the Rams getting a number two, a number three, a conditional number, whatever. It was the Rams giving something in addition to Goff. Wentz got something back. And to me, the Colts overpaid. Whatever could happen down the road based on the reality today, meaning one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL last year was Wentz. Just, that's just statistically a fact. It's also a fact that the two years before that, he was slightly above average. So if you have two slightly above average years and a horrible year that's the most recent, that quarterback is worth something if he has, doesn't have a contract. So let's look at Marcus Mariota. He didn't have a contract. The Raiders said, we'll take you in, buddy, and we'll pay you $10 million, which is a good bit. But right now... And McKenzie and research, I don't have this right in front of me. I'll get it on the break. Wentz's contract, if I'm remembering correct, was what, $34 million? That's right. $34 million. I mean, we're talking about Dak turning down, what, $33, $34, meaning it's the range we're talking about with Dak is what yeah. Wentz already assigned. And Dak is clear. We can debate Dak. Is he number five? Is he number nine? No one really thinks he's out of the top ten. Wentz and Dak, it's not a debate anymore, but their contract is comparable, or at least what Dak is going for. That means Wentz's contract is horrible, and it's, Wentz's is so much more expensive than Goff, because Goff is, what, about 24, 25? 27, yeah. 27, yeah. So, uh, you didn't hear McKenzie because he didn't press the mic, is $27 million for Goff versus 34 so it's like for Wentz. So Goff and Wentz are a debate who's better right now. What we know is Goff was better last year. What we know is Wentz is probably better over the last three years. Now, don't you weigh the most recent year? If you look at Big Ben, you're judging him by this year because you know he's getting older, right? It's, e it's easier with an older quarterback. But if you look at Goff's QBR the last three years, it was 10, 22, and 23. So you add that up, that's up forty. That adds up to fifty-five. So over three years, he had fifty-five QBR, you know, ranking points. If you look at Wentz, it's going to be thirty. He has fifty-one. So fifty-one versus fifty-five over three years means they're about even. 
And by the way, Wentz had a horrible most recent year. That evens it up at best. So now it's fair to say, and let me ask you if you agree with this, Jones, it's fair to say Goff and Wentz are about the same statistical quarterback. We can dream on, well, he was the number two pick or whatever. But, well, I guess Goff was the number one. So that's comparable, too. So what would make you like Wentz? And I'm not even saying you do, but who do you like better, Wentz or Goff, if they were the same price? And why? I like Jeez. It's a tough one, isn't it? it, it it's really tough. Um, and the fact that they were drafted side by side makes it even more uh, more of an interesting conversation. I would probably trust Goff. One, because I don't have any of the character issues that came with Carson Wentz because there was a lot of conversation that came out of Philadelphia, not just one instance, but several. Yep. And also, issues. yeah, and also the injury factor. I mean, look, mm-hmm. yeah, he got, him to, he got him to a playoff game, but he got knocked out of that playoff game. And we can call it a dirty hit on Clowney all we want, but the fact of the matter is he still didn't finish the season with his team yet another year in a row. And, and I just, to me, that would tilt the favor uh, in me in favor of Jared Goff. And if you even just think about what we saw most recently, we hear that Goff is um, sensitive. He's a little fragile mentally, right? That's the, what you hear. Yeah. Goff, Goff got benched in a way that was shocking. In a little bit into that game, he has to come in and leads him to a victory. Yeah. With a hurt hand. Then yep. the next week, Playing in Lambo, still with a pin in his hand, obviously, or stum, he plays pretty darn well. Look at the stats. Yeah. Goff played pretty well in that game. On the other hand, you have Wentz planting stories, at least allegedly in the press, and trying to, in a way, go against Hurts. And then somehow he lets Peterson walk out the door because at the time that was framed as the organization, Philly, choosing Wentz over Peterson, right? We talked about it for 10 minutes. But then he's still saying, oh, by the way, I know you got rid of the guy I don't like, but I still want to leave. It's like, boy, if anything, Goff looks a lot better in the last six weeks. Would you agree with that? Uh, I 100% agree. So statistically about even, last six weeks, better for Goff. The last season, much better for Goff statistically. And contract-wise, Carson Wentz has three seasons remaining, and last year he cost about $35 million. Jared Goff has two seasons remaining, and he costs about $28 million. So Goff is cheaper. There's one less year. He looked better more recently. But somehow, the Rams had to pay a number one for someone to take Goff, and the Rams are getting, or in this case, Philly's getting back a three and a minimum a two and maybe a one. If anything, this is Philadelphia pulling one on the Colts. Now, maybe it's because... There's an irrational optimism from Reich because he was there during the glory year as the uh, quarterback coach. But on the surface, it looks like a big win for Philly, which tells you how far Wentz has fallen. We're going to dig deeper into this, including how were the Super Bowl odds affected? It's one thing to win a division. Can Wentz take him to a Super Bowl? What does Vegas say about that? He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. And this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the heavens go. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a closer look at the Carson Wentz trade to the Indianapolis Colts. I just have some fresh squeezed orange juice, Jonas. I am ready to go. I'm, I'm getting hyped up, but in a healthy vitamin C infused way. It's a great day to join us. And we're going to break further down into the Carson Wentz trade. I think this hurts the Colts. If I'm Tennessee, I'm celebrating. I'll explain. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. And we're going to keep it going, keep this win streak going. You can listen to us at foxsportsradio.com. Just go there. They're streaming. And when you're there, you can find out the best local station to listen over the air. Right here in Vegas on the Strip. It's a little chilly. 56 degrees. The neon is pumping. It's in the big story of the day in the NFL. Carson Wentz traded from the Eagles to the Indianapolis Colts. And we teased it. So we'll start here with what are the Super Bowl odds? And it strikes me this is a very tepid reaction. So the consensus odds, and what we do is a shopped consensus. Now, what does that mean? It means that we assume an average batter who's ambitious about winning will have three outs. And kind of one of the basics of betting, and about half our audience doesn't even bet. They just want to know more than their buddies, and Vegas can help them with that. But if you bet and you only have one out, one place to bet, you're, you're, it's tough. right? It's tough to win. If you got three, you're usually going to get the best number. Now, some people, Fezzik has 29. <laughs> it's hard. That's a full-time job, just keeping the outs. Three's a good number. So we shop at three, and we say, what's the best number you could get if you have three outs? The best number prior to the trade was the Colts at 28-1, to one, winning the Super Bowl. Now the Colts are 25-1. to one. You may say, RJ, why is Tennessee celebrating if somehow the Colts' odds got better? Here's the thing. They understand certain people. I'm, I'll call them... Freddie Fanny Pack, the kind of guy in Vegas that walks down Fremont Street, got a big fanny pack. He, like there's, you can hear him going dum dee dum as he's walking. That guy is rushing in to bet the Colts. Oh, they got Carson Wentz. He was good once. I'm going to make a prediction, Jonas. A month from today, the Colts' odds are worse than 28 to 1. They'll lower him just a little bit to get Freddie in to bet at a bad number, and then they'll bring him back. That's my prediction. But anyway, either way, it's such a modest move. Let's compare it to Stafford. right? Mackenzie, grab the pre-Stafford and the uh, trade for the Rams, their odds, and the post. I got it. All right, hit me with that. So it was 20 to 1 before the trade, upgraded to 15 to 1 after the trade. And now I'm hearing 10 to 1 in certain spots. It's kept moving, right? Yeah, I've seen as low as 11 to 1. Yep. So, in general, if we look at a month horizon or a little less with Stafford, 20 to 1 to about, let's say, 12 to 1. Now, not only is that eight you know, units in a way, but it's almost cutting them in half, right? You're getting either 20 or you're getting 12. A little. Here, we're talking 28 to 25, and we haven't even seen the boomerang yet. As a better, Jonas, a recreational better, do you find the Colts attractive at that number? Well, I mean, if I liked the Colts based on – see, because that would be the opposite of what I thought, which is what makes this interesting. I would assume that 
it would continue to go down or that there would be a movement down and that more money would come in and, and it would go down. But if I did like – you're telling me if I liked Indianapolis, should I wait on this? If, if well, I liked – yeah, now that's you're making a bet then in a way because you're saying I believe this first move is about general enthusiasm in the moment, right? You always get excited in the moment. Right. Then there's that next morning, right? The cold, harsh light of the next morning. I think it's going to be negative. That's what you'd have to decide, right? With the Rams, it's been positive and it's been positive on top of positive, right? So it's kept moving. Right. I would say this. And a lot of people might think, wait a minute, you're saying the Colts are worse with Carson Wentz? No. I'm saying what we know for sure is the Colts weren't going to go in without a quarterback. So the given in their odds before this trade was they were going to add someone. The Colts have massive um, spending power because they're so far under the cap. If I'm not mistaken, they're like the second. I know uh, the Jags are number one. Yeah. And then the Patriots and the Colts are, I think, the top three right now. That's right. When it comes to money to spend. So the given was the Colts were going to bring in, you know, replace Phillip Rivers effectively, right? The question is, is Carson Wentz better than you would have hoped to replace him if you're a Colts fan? Worse or the same? And what I'm going to pose to you, Jonas, is the following question. Who could be worse? Like, if they were going to get a quarterback, who could be worse than Carson Wentz? Meaning that the likelihood of what they're going to play like next year, whose likelihood would have been worse? Sam Darnold? Except no one thinks Sam Darnold is going to be the first choice of a team to start, maybe a backup. Who could have been worse amongst I mean, the quarterbacks available? Oh, geez. Maybe Mariota slightly. Mm. Like that, I would he, say that's this. The next, that's the next tier, guys. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I would say this. If you wanted to win a Super Bowl, and that's the question, are we looking to have an, a 10-6 and six season, or are you looking to win a Super Bowl? Because the Rams were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They made the playoffs this year, and still they got rid of Goff, having to spend so much more to do so. Why? Because they didn't think Goff could win a Super Bowl for them. I think Wentz, maybe it's a 20-to-1 shot. He could get back to 2017. You've seen him do it. In theory, it's in him still. Though, it's remember, that injury supposedly really took something out of him, you know, athleticism-wise. I don't think Mariota has that in him. But I would make the case Mariota is going to get to average more consistently than Wentz. Meaning last year, we never saw Mariota have a bad year like Wentz did last year, right? Right. Yeah, and I just – see, here's – here when I look at this for Indianapolis, this is really risky just in the sense that if you feel like your window to win is now – Man, you're gambling on a guy who's shown mm -hmm. you he can fall apart physically and mentally and can't deal with the – one of the things that I heard from Adam Kaplan, who's a contributor on Fox Sports Radio, but he's been covering the Eagles for years and years in the Philadelphia area, and he told us over the weekend that Carson Wentz didn't like the idea of having to compete for his job in Philadelphia. Yep. And that, to me – is one of the most damning things you can say about an athlete that they don't they don't want to compete. They feel like they shouldn't have to. That to me would would set off uh, an alert that hey man, there's something more going on here than with than with just his, his physicality and and where his body is at physically. And you could say another red flag 
associated with what you're saying is just a general uh, detachment, it seems, from his teammates. At least yeah. the reporting was yeah. that, that uh, Foles was much better at that and that, that, that Hurts is really good at that, is what they're saying. He's a team builder type. Yeah. Now, here's the catch-22, though. So I see your point exactly, which is we know it's like a golfer that can golf great if there's no wind, but if it's five miles an hour, he can't golf. It's like, well, golf involves playing outside, probably going to be some wind sometimes, thus it's a big problem. Quarterbacks are going to have times that are trying. I tweeted out Super Bowl morning an article from – Oh, I think it was Bleacher Report. No, SB Nation. An article from SB Nation in which the author said Tom Brady's done. He's old. His days of a difference maker are done. And it was seven years ago. It was that KC game on Monday night, if you remember, yeah, when they got yeah. dominated, like yep. week five. Yeah. It's like it's been seven freaking years. If Tom Brady would have read that article and went home crying – you know, he wouldn't be Tom Brady. Right. We're having fun with it, but drafting a second round. Now, listen, first round, you can debate it, right? Like in Green Bay. But a second round quarterback who also has like a slash like where he could have been like a guy that did some fourth down stuff. You know, he could be a receiver. It wasn't like this guy's a prototypical quarterback hurt. So in a way, it's even less egregious because it feels like they could complement each other. Right, But listen, there's another side to this. Aaron Rodgers certainly had a reaction to love. And you know who else had a reaction to a quarterback? Tom Brady. By, all, or by most accounts, Brady gave an ultimatum about getting Jimmy G out of town. I mean, that's how you've read it, right, Jones? Yeah, he was not, he was not pleased that, that Garoppolo was there. And it wasn't because he was drafted, because they always drafted quarterback. It was because he was starting to emerge, and he was maybe better looking. I mean, it could be a coincidence, (laughs) but it seems that the one guy that Brady wanted out of town was Jimmy G, the the one guy with the better jawline. I don't know. (laughs) Well, and and here's the other thing about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Aaron Rodgers, not only did his team take a quarterback, they moved up to take a quarterback in the first round. And Rodgers responded with one of the best seasons of his career, and he won an MVP. Carson Wentz, all they did was take a quarterback in the second round, and he responded by his worst season of his career. And And, and and when he got benched, he responded even worse in a way. Yes, yeah. So I just – that's the part that – and that's what's going to make this so fun to watch because this could go one of two ways. It could – they could find something in 2017 and bring that magic back possibly, or this could be a complete disaster and the Colts blew it big time. Here's an important takeaway, the most important probably so far. Repeating this. Vegas, the odds – isn't based upon your current state to the new state. It's not the Colts without Wentz to the Colts with Wentz. It's the Colts with Wentz compared to what was expected of the Colts come the season. So, for example, if they expected the Colts to have to, let's say they had some horrible third stringer that every the, the owner said, but he's our quarterback because he's my son-in-law, something crazy. Well, if they did trade for Wentz then, you'd be like, woo, celebrate, because the expectations were low, and now you've improved them. With all that cap money, the Colts' expectations should have been better 
than the reclamation project, Carson Wentz. Better than a guy who was 28th in QBR last year with no physical reason to be that bad. It wasn't like he was beat up or somehow playing on one leg. That's Carson Wentz. Now, maybe there's a mental part of it that could get turned around by Reich in Indy. But boy, oh boy, if you're a Colts fan with a great O-line, with a pretty good defense, a team that almost beat the Bills, almost beat the Bills, Carson Wentz, to me, is a downgrade. And let me ask you one more question, Jonas. Who would you rather have this year, Carson Wentz or Phillip Rivers? Oh, Phillip Rivers. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the numbers, last year, QBR was, uh, as we said, for Wentz was 49, 49, and his QBR of Phillip Rivers was 62. Yeah. So actually, if you look at the two, we'll call them above average years that Wentz had in 19 and 18, so the year before and the year before the most recent year here, right? He had a 62 and 62 QBR, so both years 62. Well, last year, Phillip Rivers was 62. So what we're saying is the Wentz that we're hoping to come back <laughs> is as good as Phillip Rivers was last year. And yes. he said, I can't play this game anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see how that is a good thing for the Colts. And I think we're going to see the market react to that once the you know irrational exuberance of the initial trade wears off. There's something about else about this trade that's really vital, I mean, to know. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Carson Wentz is worth more than nothing. You're hearing me rant and rave, and you think, oh, my gosh, R.J.'s saying that maybe they should have had to give something to take Carson Wentz. No, it's an economic assessment. Meaning, if Carson Wentz had no contract, what would he sign for? What's his market value? Eh, $15 million, $14 million, a little more than Marietta, because at least he's once ha- reached a height higher, you know, because obviously how much would Wentz be worth if he played as well as he played in 17? He'd be worth, you know, as much as, you know, be equal to, uh, wa- you know, uh, Deshaun Watson. Right, he'd be that, yeah. that value. That's how good he was in seventeen. It's been eighteen, nineteen, twenty. It's been three years since, and last year was by far the worst. And he's got a contract that pays him thirty-four million. It did last year, and more as we move forward, and three more years left on it. That's why the Eagles should have had to pay a draft choice to get rid of him, but somehow the Colts thought it was worth paying for him. That's why I think they overpaid. But remember, all these decisions, all of them, are economic. And that's why, to me, both the Rams and the Eagles get a double F for the draft choices in 16. It's not only they used the number one and two pick on quarterbacks that didn't do what they, you know, achieve what they wanted, but they signed them both to a second deal. And that's what made it so tough to get rid of. If you think about Tennessee and Mariota, he didn't work out, but they didn't sign him to a second deal. So it was over. That's the key here that makes it so bad for Philly and so bad for the Rams. But again, the Rams chose it because they didn't think Goff could win him a Super Bowl. 
And it goes to show you, if you're shooting for the stars, you make the decision earlier. It's just only could the Rams have made it before they signed him to a jumbo contract. That was the big mistake. When we come back, two things in the NBA. Monsters. One, Utah. I'll just say this simply. They've won more games against the spread of the last 22 than any team in the last 25 years. That's how good Utah is playing. And now we got the most likely finals preview tonight, Nets at Lakers. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan, and live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS, and you could save a whole lot of something on your auto insurance. R.J., the Utah Jazz are the best team in the NBA, and they got a big win last night. Again, 114-96 over the L.A. Clippers. Okay, now remember, this Clippers team is the team that we felt like it seemed like amongst the intelligentsia, the smart people, haha, they were like, the Clippers are going to win it last year. And obviously they lost. And obviously there was the excuses. Well, we undervalued how much the integration, how long it would take, blah, blah. Now this year they're playing all right. But, and obviously last night it was without key players, right? So Paul George was out. And to and then the, there was the the late scratch with uh, Kawhi, and this game was the Clippers up at halftime. So even without their two stars, they were up at halftime over the Jazz, and the Jazz just stomped them from there. And it was interesting. We were doing a podcast, but I was watching the score, Jonas, and they just kept extending and extending. <laughs> I'd be a little scared. I know. Do you have an older brother or an older like cousin? Yeah, yeah I got a lot of brothers. All yeah. right. So at different points where you'd be wrestling around, and let's say you were overmatched, but you got lucky and got on top. You wanted to have fun up there, but you didn't want to go overboard because no. you knew you'd be down below before too long, right? Yeah, you don't want to spend uh, too much time in a dominant position because they'll let you get away with it for a certain amount of time, and then all of a sudden, you know, they'll they'll implement their power. And if you really give them a smack, they're going to give you a double smack yes. back. Yes. Well, I would have been a little worried if I'm the Jazz, right? So Leonard's out. Paul George is out. We're starting to extend the lead. It didn't seem like they were worried. No. <laughs> so this Jazz team, and we talked about it, man. If you look at it and you just take out Denver in these games, and you might say, RJ, you can arbitrarily take out any team. But as we talked about, Denver's the team that beat him in seven games last year. And that the distinction with Gobert is he can stay inside no matter what. Because if it's just a guy that's inside that he has to guard, he's inside anyway, and he's helping rim protect, which is key to the Jazz defense. And if the guy goes outside for everybody else except the Joker for Denver, 
he says, you know, he'll be like, well, you go out there, guy. You can shoot outside. We're just going to send our four, you know, our power forward out with you. He doesn't have to go out there. But only with the Joker does Gobert have to go out on him and guard him inside. And that means that when the Joker's out, Gobert's not protecting the rim and the weakness of the rest of the Utah defense is exposed. But he's the only guy that can do it. So if you say that Denver has a unique matchup advantage against Utah, which they do, you remove Denver, and this streak gets more impressive, Jonas, because the one loss was the Denver, and the closest win was the Denver. Every other game, they beat the team by eight points or more. So we're talking like 20 games, except against the Nuggets, in the NBA, that the Jazz's closest game has been winning by eight points. Yeah. We've never seen that. They're really fun to watch. And, and and the one pushback is going to be, yeah, yeah, but what about when they get to the postseason? Do they have a closer? And Donovan Mitchell's getting close, man. I mean, he's, he's a really good player. You've got Gobert. They're going to be really it, – it'll be interesting to see. Plus, they do have a home court advantage, whether it's the elevation or whatever you want to talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, Utah and who knows how many good... fans we're going to have by then. Exactly. Right, we got the Laker game tonight. Set That's it right. It is a doubleheader on TNT. And the late game. 10 p.m. Eastern time. It is the Nets at the Lakers right now on pregame.com. L.A. is a three-point favorite. Now, let's think about what that means. Home court advantage is diminished in the NBA this year without the fans. Our estimate, unless it is at altitude, like Jonas says, Utah and Denver has a slight additional edge. We're saying about one and a half points. So this line is three. So it's saying Lakers are a little bit better. Now, consider the injuries. A.D. is out, but K.D., is also out. So that feels like a fair trade, right? Yeah. So now the question is, who's the better team? What this line's saying is the Lakers are only a smidge better. I think the two absences are even. The Lakers are only a smidge better than the Nets. Here's one thing to think about with the Nets. They've only played eight games this or let me see, six games this year with Harden, Irving, and Durant. So as much as they look really good and we can question the defense and all the debate, when the big three are together, this is a different Nets team. We're not going to see it tonight, and we've only seen it six games. Nets might be better than we even think when all three play together. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.